0: In the house, it's high noon, and I am yes. joined by the sheriff of truth. How are you doing? How is your Tuesday? It's fine. It's wet, damp, busy. Is it raining? What is happening? Well, it was past tense. I, I when I woke oh, up this morning oh, and I looked morning. out the window, things looked wet, and I was like, I, I did, I couldn't tell. I was like, is this? What did, are they, was there, did they film a movie on the street and make everything wet or did it rain? I, I'm so confused.
1: It rained earlier this morning because oh, I noticed go. in my backyard thing was damp. I'm like, okay. And plus they said it was going to rain like around six this morning.
0: Well, yay. The seasons are changing and God bless it. It was too warm there for a while and I was having too much fun in the sun. So good thing we're shutting it down. Well, um, it
1: rained for this conference that has everybody
0: uh, <laughs> oh, it's wild.
1: locked all over the place, which is a hot freaking mess.
0: Well, they've changed all the bus. All the bus, buses have changed routes. I'm not ex- sure, exactly sure why. They've moved all the questionably housed people out of certain areas downtown, and they've mm-hmm. located them in other places. There's no poop. There's tons of police presence downtown. It's wild. I think they brought in like an extra thousand officers just for this or something crazy. I don't know yeah. what's going on.
1: And then they also, um, I don't know, like over by the Moscone Center where, you know, where most of the things are happening. So right by the Metreon, they have like this weird, it's almost like a prison, I swear. It's like you can tell because obviously this conference is with millionaires, billionaire CEOs. So we have the, the wealthy and the peasants, the peasants are actually blockade away from the Moscone Center. It just looks kind of like totally like build a wall.
0: <laughs> I saw him setting up sniper rifle, um, little not cabin is the wrong word, but pods, something on top of roofs. They were um, installing places for sniper rifleist people to be because of the Biden being here and, all of these super billionaire Richie Pants people trying to, and, and I asked them, I said, what is this for? And they said, well, it's about like global banking and about every, them trying to figure out a way to save the global economy. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, um,
1: bullshit. Um, well, we are expecting a bunch of protests. So, you know, That's you have like a lot of like, climate change people who have started to protest because it's a, it's mostly like an Asian. Uh, let me get the correct.
0: Right, it's Pacific. It's APOC, Asian Pacific something. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: APOC conference. Yeah. Let me make sure.
0: I, I know I've yes. seen that's what they have all. I think that's what they set all the sniper rifle lists up for is um, all those little nests is for when the protests start. Not to pick people off, but. But they're there. Um, And that's what happened. I remember when Obama came years ago. And um, I was out there protesting about... This is years and years and years ago. It was before weed was super legal. And I was out there with a bunch of weed people. And we were like, legalize weed. Make it legal in San Francisco. And they tried to herd... They had underground fake, fake protesters that were trying to get us to go to this other place. And they said, oh no, everyone's going this way. And I said, no, 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 no. We know the president's over there. And they said, oh no, we're going this way. And they herded everyone into this weird little, like basically box, like in the, by the YBCA. And they made them all be in there and they had guns on top and they're like, so they could protest to nobody. So they could only protest to each other in this weird little box. They shuffled them off the street, and I was like, I talked to somebody later. I said that was an undercover person. That was an undercover person that led everybody to this other place. Because they weren't. Because I knew who the leaders of the protest were, and those weren't the people saying. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like there were, there were sneaky. They were sneaky about it. Um. Anyways, I'm not. I have. I mean, there's a billion things to protest, but. I'm not, I don't think it makes any difference.
1: Yeah, it, it's just, it's just funny because even when you have like, you know, like the president comes, you know, you, yes, you will have certain things blocked off. But like, for example, the whole T is sh- basically shut. It's just now a T shuttle. So like, since now, you know, the T goes underground near like your uh Central Station, they stopped that. Oh, because- Because of the conference. So now if you are planning on taking the T, Third Street train, you are going to take the shuttle, which will be rerouting uh, and what have you. So it's just, it's, I mean, I, I shouldn't say this because
2: I understand
1: like, these are very powerful people that nobody really likes. And by, and especially what's going on in the Middle East, tensions are very, very high, but That's due to the United States and Israel committing war crimes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, we already, this
1: country, we already have a target in our back, even after this conference leaves. So, it's just really quite funny to me. And I was just watching the news this morning how a lot of the um, restaurants are not seeing any foot traffic. Like, especially, like, at the Metreon, like, a lot of these restaurants were promised, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of business with this conference, you know, people are going to be spending money. First of all, where are you going to shop? Cause ain't no stores anymore downtown. And then on top of that, the restaurants seem to be suffering because of doing to a lot of the rerouting of, certain, of um, the buses and the train and uh, also with the uh, barricades. Yeah. Certain exactly. Restaurants are being barricaded. So people don't know that they're open. Yeah.
0: Well, there was the thing, it was really funny this weekend, there was the, all the art stuff and it was really neat and it was on market. And so I'm walking down market and there's like, there's like no questionably housed people. There's a band playing. There's all these empty buildings that are filled with art studios, pop-ups for the day. And there's the new skate park down at Civic Center and there's police everywhere. And I'm sitting there going, what just happened to San Francisco? This is amazing. And then all of a sudden I found out, oh... It's that conference. So I was thinking that San Francisco was being altruistic and amazing by changing changing Civic Center for the better. They've got a workout space there. Now they've got all these skateboarders. They've got ping pong tables and cornhole. They've got all these things set up so that the questionably housed can't slam heroin there. And I was talking to the police officers. I was almost in tears. I was like, This is beautiful, what San Francisco has done for San Francisco right here. They've changed, they've taken a community center and turned it into a community center instead of a place where people were hanging out, slamming heroin. This is great. And I was thinking altruistically how wonderful San Francisco was for three motherfucking seconds till I realized this has nothing to do with San Francisco. This has nothing to do with San Franciscans. This has to do with putting on a good face for the rest of the world and their Richie Pants things because they didn't want to be embarrassed by having a block 10,000 questionably housed people slamming hen- heroin, being on fentanyl, dying on the street, shitting everywhere. They said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can't have that happen. And so all of this money and all of these resources were directed toward this which is wonderful but is it going to stop when those people leave no
1: and and that's the thing and so funny that she said you know you say that as well because let's not forget that new skate park over the civic center just opened on Wednesday so cool so and which the timing that that was on purpose anyway to, so when the conference comes, of course, you're going to have your local politicians and what have you, and, you know, state and federal governments, because everybody and their mama, are, they are going to be there at this conference, say, look what we just done. We just built this beautiful skate park in front of where these question we house people. It's all for show. All it for is show. all for show. And then wait until, give it about a few weeks, you're going to see people <laughs> since right back up there well, so I mean it, it, it is funny because like even I've been around downtown like majority of every day and even if I was part of it if I was part of the conference I would say this place still looks like a ghost town yeah, like does. The, the mall I don't know if you've been into Westfield but it's empty, empty. if you walk up Powell Street there's only Maybe, I will say, maybe six shops. Yeah, you're right. You need is gone. Going up where the car
0: is. And now uh, X Limited is gone. I mean, there's a bunch of big things have been closing. Carolina Herrera, because I used to walk by there because I used to use her perfume. And I w- always wanted to go in and get a free sample, and I hadn't. And I walked by it the other day, and it's gone now. And I was like, not that I miss another hoity-toity store, but I am noticing that things are shutting down. So many things are yeah. disappearing. And... And
1: you're talking on designers
0: row, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, it's just like, I would rather have those places there than nothing because it just looks so dead, dim, sad, you know? And then for this to be one of the most richest cities in the world, Mm -hmm. when you have designers row gone, like (laughs) that says a lot. Well, and that
0: there's still, okay, honestly, this is the thing that's killing me is that, I did a show last night at Silver Cloud, which is lovely. And thank you so much, Polite Chuckle Comedy. Uh, they, they let Spencer Devine, who's headlining Cobbs on the 10th, do his entire set just to practice to see how his timing was. He did over an hour. He did incredible. Anyways, so Josh lives in the marina, and this bar's in the marina. He parks his car. We're walking to the bar to go do our show. And he says, oh, I'm going to get a quick bite to eat. And we, he goes, oh, this place is pretty cheap. And it's a Japanese place. There was nothing under $16. It was like rice, it was like katsu chicken and rice for $16. And I was like, what is happening? This used to cost $5.95. I mean, I know it's the marina, but there was there was nothing I could really afford to eat there. And then I was like, okay, well they have some appetizers and they had these little it said potato croquettes or something, so it's crispy fried. Two of them for 7 bucks. And I was like, what is going on? That even in my neighborhood, th- there's a place. Um, I love Indian food. Usually, it's inexpensive. Now, to get two samosas, um, veggie pakora, and one naan bread, it's fifteen dollars, and that's without a tip. So, I—it's I, like we can't even. I—I'm so confused at this city because who—who who are the people with the money. <laughs> Where are they well and why you is also everything- have to realize
1: like unfortunately here's the sad cycle. Those small businesses, especially restaurants, because the restaurant economy has it's gotten better, but it hasn't gotten to how it was before the pandemic. Yeah. And so food costs have went up, but yeah. also most most these places it's rent. It's rent. It's rent. Yes. And so with that being said, you have to pay your employees which
0: they're also getting stiffed as well, right? everybody all food the costs p- picketing are high. Huh? Have you seen this has happened three times in the past week at, in front of different hotels? Pe- um, the cleaning staff are yelling outside, saying we shouldn't have to have two jobs. You need to pay us a living wage. Why aren't we being ba-? like? And they're they're picketing, they're boycotting their own um, jobs because they're striking. So many there's. One's in front of, because uh, I was walking down by, um, what's it called, Union Square, and they were, they were the Lee Hotel, they were walking. Today in front of the Bay, B-E-I, they were walking and saying, "We're not, you're not paying us, we shouldn't have to have two jobs. Um, and I agree with that. I don't think, if nobody should have to work more than 40 hours, why do some people have to work really, really, really hard? And some people don't have to work at all. It doesn't make any sense to me that, Like, what is, I don't know, it's just a respect for labor, and we don't have it, and what we think, well, they're cleaning a room, and so they're not worth as much, but the rich person that can afford to pay for the room that needs to be cleaned, why do they, anyways, it's my socialism. Well, I mean, and and that's
1: the thing, they don't want to pay, and I think that's why it's so like, kind of gross, that, you know. Of course, you're gonna—they're gonna put it in the red carpet anytime you have a big conference or event like Super Bowl or something, because you are gonna get tourists. This is not bringing tourists. These mm. are just bringing in rich bastards, right. in, you know, to kind of be like, oh, this is San Francisco." Ew, gross. I mean, because it's not—it's not up to par, really. And even if you do tuck. The question of how house people away, which to me, I really haven't seen.
0: They, well, they, might, they in- may
1: be in pockets, but you, they're still visible. They're, and they're but they're, still in, but visible. they're in my neighborhood.
0: I should have taken a picture yesterday, honestly, when I was walking down Hyde Street. It was Tenderloin Yard Sale. I could barely get down the sidewalk. There were so many people. Not and, and, But where else are they going to be? So it was like they just pushed them all up to the place where... Gavin Newsom ain't gonna be walking through. He's not gonna be walking on Eddie Street. Nobody's on Ellis. No one's on Eddie and Hyde, except the people that are living on the street. It's, I mean, it's crazy right now. Even, I, I almost thought about turning around and taking a picture to show my friends in Greece when I got there, like, this is a Tenderloin yard sale. Like, this is life in San Francisco. And then on another street, it's completely different. So the just the disparity and the and the divide between the haves and have-nots and especially during this conference when it is truly the haves truly the 1% of the haves are here and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what yep. and, and they want to fix the global economy well why don't we start with housing people <laughs> or exactly shoes can we start with shoes like
1: <laughs> a livable, wage. And, and a livable wage and that's the thing that's why they're, they, they're going to be having a lot of protesters because what i did see because i was actually protesting last week with free um with the free palestine yeah. down at the civic center and then what i also that same day i heard that with the conference coming this week there's going to be like a ton of protesters. Mm-hmm. Like you know, for human rights and and that's another thing. there's a lot of these countries have a low, low bar with human rights, right. we we're, well, we're America, who am I that, that would be hypocritical, never mind <laughs> well
0: but uh, but honestly, if you go back and it wasn't it was only last year at this time, if you go back to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, how many thousands? Now, they, first they said, oh, it was hundreds, and they're saying, no, it was thousands. It was maybe even tens of thousands of people that died during the creation of those enormous soccer stadiums in 140-degree heat in the desert. Like, people died, and they're just buried underneath the the, the soccer stadiums that are never going to be used again, because no one's ever going to play soccer in Qatar. So why... Would a global economy? Why would something like FIFA, which is a global economy, soccer is a global economy, it's part of it. Why would they choose to invest in a country where there is no investment, where they were using practically slave labor and people were dying, and we all just go, eh? That's the way it is. That's the global economy, or it's just it's huge human rights violations in in coordination with work and jobs and trying to have people trying people trying to work hard to feed and have their families be safe and that it feels like no matter how much labor some people do they'll never get ahead there's no way to to be anything but a subjugated slave of the capitalistic world that we're all a part of
1: indentured servitude
0: indentured servitude
1: and it's just if I go back down there, I will this time take a picture on uh, what's going on, especially on Fifth Street where the Metron is, because it really tricked me out on Saturday because, I, you know, it was the fact of, like, I get it, you know, they're trying to protect, you know, anything, any kind of assassination of any kind of world leaders. I get it. There's going to be extra precautions. But the fact, <laughs> it's so funny because it's this big barricade, that is on one side of the street yes. where it totally is just like doesn't stay on this side and come on in you well, wealthy, I think, golden goose. You, you know, I, it's I just, think it's we just need to... it totally felt like a Jim Crow moment. If Ugh. I ever lived in one <laughs> where it is just like, is it,
0: am I at the right drinking fountain? Is this <laughs> totally wow. Happening? Bringing it back. <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about Joe Biden being here uh, only Because I don't want him to slip and poop. No, actually, I do. Here's the thing. And I've been saying this to people, and they don't believe me. But I think that it's the only way to get our country back right now. I think that I'm not, I'm I'm just saying that Sleepy Joe needs to die. Because Kamala needs to be the president. Sleepy Joe is going to run again. And if he runs against Trump, he's going to lose. And I know this because I know so many Democrats right now who are so angry that Joe Biden didn't do anything, continues not to do anything. He's a lame duck president. Nothing is happening. Change isn't occurring. He's not an Obama. Well, He's not. Period. Well, I'll say this much. I, uh, I didn't mean to
1: cut you off. No, no, the that's problem fine. is, I will say, and I'm not a big fan of Jim Crow Joe at all. But Jim Crow it, Joe. It, it's, it's 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 messaging. I will say he has been pretty good with the unions and he has, I'm giving him just a small little bit of leverage with the student debt because that was blocked by the the Supreme court because that fucking asshole judge in Texas. But other than that, he is definitely losing a lot of the black votes, the young votes and Hispanic votes where you have now Trump that is ahead who had just recently had laid, Trump has laid his whole plan on the table and it's very fascist and Hitler, nazi I mean, he's already, you know, he's already given the language, like he's going to basically send all immigrants away and um, bring the Muslim ban back. Um, Anyone who protested pro Palestine, who was a student, (gasps) Will, uh, who comes from abroad will be sent. Um, he, all these things, he's going to punish all his uh, uh, political, you know, rivals. I mean, it, mm. it is just fascism, point blank. But the problem out inside the Democratic Party with these soft shoe mother yep. motherfuckers, like Jim Crow Joe, they're not taking this seriously. The no, Democratic not. Party is not listening to us period. Here's, here's the so thing: so we, we don't want him. We don't want him. But at he needs all. to step
0: down. This is the thing that makes me crazy is that why can't Joe say, I'm too old. I can't do this anymore. I have to step down. It would be amazing if he could do that of his own volition, but he's a man and he won't ever do that or admit that there's any problem. The only way to save the Democratic Party right now is if Sleepy Joe steps down and says, I'm sorry, I can't run, which he's not going to do because he wants to run because he's a narcissist because he's like everybody else and he's a man. Oh, yeah. Or he needs to die and Kamala needs to be the president. Now, I don't have so much love for Kamala because of what she did with the drug policy in the-, I don't have faith in her. the, the Yeah, problems, big problems with three strikes, big problems with incarceration of POC. Okay, but this is the only opportunity to save things. If Kamala becomes president, She can. Number one, forgive student debt. Now, if you can't do it for white people, don't worry about it because they were born on third base anyways and their parents can pay for it and they already got a house. So fuck them. But everyone who's POC should have total forgiveness of whatever student loans they have. And there should be free there right now. And we don't have to do with universities, but over the entire United States, we need to have free community college so that the first two years of your university education are free for you to be able to do your GEs or to study, oh, maybe I do want to do art. I've never taken ceramics before. This could be great. This could be life-changing. I could express myself in this way. I could be a poet. I can take a drama class. I can take a dance class. I can express myself and get out stress and not be so scared and not have to pay for it because I'm learning and this is important to the development of our country and of our people and of our society. Yes. If Kamala could do those two things, Forgive student loans for all POC people and make community college free and accessible to every person in the United States you, who you wants can't do higher only education. POC
1: people, but you she can't will do that win. That's people will
0: vote for her. Democrats will come back because they won't vote for her. But they she's will.
1: Not, she's, she's not that kind of politician, though. That's the thing, Pam. She's no. not. She's a but moderate. She that's could. the problem. I mean, we we have to start all over from scratch. Like. Neither Kamala or Jim Crow Joe. The thing is, but she's, a woman. she's not even popular <laughs> within the black vote. She's not. She's actually got a lower approval rating than Jim Crow Joe.
0: Because people remember what she did to her own people during the drug war Well, it's, no, issues. a lot of people don't even know about that. It's just the way she, she
1: how she's, her speeches have been bad, the ego, Oh. That's why a lot of people, and especially, this is what I get, I, I've been getting from other uh, black people in, within the community. Like she just seems like that ego or huh. she just doesn't, she stuck, stuck up. She's that stuck up and it's really completely turned off. And a lot of people in the black community aren't too keen on that. Huh. So there's that. My thing is, I think, oh, I can't believe. But I'm then gonna we're lost.
0: This. But then Toya, we're lost. If, if sleepy joe is going to run again and he's going to lose to trump and if kamala can't step up and be like hey look i'm a woman i got a heart i'm poc these are the changes that need to be made let's fucking do it so that we can so that, because we we can't double down on fascism we can't we have to we have to apologize for the past and say hey we these this police brutality that still exists this fascist state that we're fostering we the only way to get rid of it is to acknowledge what what we've done in the past and what we've built our country on and the problems that we have that are inherent to our system that's the only way well, or uh, i mean it's we're lost if trump is reelected well the thing
1: is one of the most important things right now for a lot of people is the economy and it hasn't been good that's why you have a lot of People, of, you know, black and Latin people moving. Oh, and let's not even think about the Arab community because what's going on in Israel. And so, even with uh, Jim Crow Joe's, after what happened on October 7th, since we've been attacking Palestinians, he's dropped even lower. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a drop in Arab turnout or Muslim turnout, excuse me, uh, black and Latin turnout, and young turnout. And that is basically the mold of the Democratic Party. And the thing is, I hate to say this, if you were to bring Gavin Newsom, because I'm not a fan of his, I'm not a fan of his at all, though I would not kick him out of bed. Um, (laughs) He is new blood to the rest of the country. We as Californians, we know what kind of bullshit he is about, but he is a new face to the rest Mm -hmm. of the country. And so I don't know. And he it looks like they've been he's been polishing himself to run. And it seems like because actually you have a lot of Democratic strategists like, you know, who James Carville is, right? Who ran or who worked with Clinton. Yeah, nineties. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Carville, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who, who he's fucking annoying. And I disagree with the majority that he says, but he is even saying that. Jim Crow Joe should sit this one out. He really needs to sit he this should. one out. And, and I'm not even looking at age because Trump is old too. True. I mean, They're both just over a couple 80. of months ago, he said that we were about to have World War II. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I mean, he has the early signs of dementia as well. Mm. So both men are old, but I'm even taking the age out of it. Jim, Jim Crow Joe ran on so many big promises that he couldn't even get the John Lewis Act, the George Floyd Act or student loans in not one of those. And so and those and when it comes to the John Lewis Act, that's voting rights. Right. And so now we are we're having a lot of problems with um gerrymandering all over again with a lot of places, which is hurting the party. But also is. the Democratic Party does not is not good at messaging. And you cannot just run on Trump is scary, Trump is fascist, blah blah blah. You can The American people, unfortunately, aren't that scared until it happens because a lot of the American people are stupid and don't read. Right. But if you're if you are trying to vote elsewhere other than Trump, the messaging needs to be about the economy. The messaging needs to be on abortion as well because that's also a winning one because we just had a bunch of states uh, um, save abortion. Through their state uh, Supreme Court, like Ohio. Um, but if we just, if the Democratic Party just keeps harping on Trump as a fascist, he's gonna be bad, he's gonna ruin democracy, we are gonna really, really lose. And if Jim Crow Joe don't cease fire, oh yeah.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: We're gonna do because the majority of Americans, and especially Democrats and independents, do wanna cease fire.
0: Well, what about, what about Kennedy? What about the, I mean, because I
1: understand he's he's, he's just another figurehead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing is he's a, he's a Kennedy. He's a figurehead, but Trump doesn't know what he's doing either. I feel like Gavin Newsom might be the, maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I just, I, I honestly, I mean, I, like I've always said about Gavin Newsom, I'd buy a used car from him. I don't trust him. But I
1: I don't trust him uh, either. But I would totally let. Mm, 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 yeah, he's darling. Nasty things. Uh, <laughs> and he's,
0: yeah, he's smart. He's smart, and he's, you know, he can speak, and he's charismatic. But why are we still, as the American public, so could we we're not actually policy driven? Like it's all it seems like it's it's all really just figureheads. And I gotta tell you. I don't want to be behind Sleepy Joe anymore as a figurehead, and I definitely don't want to be behind Trump as a figurehead. I could get behind Kamala because she's a woman. I could get behind Hillary. I mean, but that's the thing is that people... Oh, God, no. I know, I know. Don't even say her name. Plus, she's old now, too. But things are falling apart, and I don't know what Americans want. They need someone to get on TikTok and tell them what to think today. I, I don't know, but... It's very well, I mean, scary. It's, I will
1: say, going back to the RFK Jr., he actually, he he's running as an independent, but he is actually ahead with a lot of young people in some polls up against Biden. So I'm not going to say that it is not a long shot. It's not, I mean, it, it is sort of a long shot, but... After 2016, anything goes at this point, yeah, in my opinion. Sure, anybody. But I just really think the Democrats were not listening to their constituents. We told you since last year that we don't want Jim Crow Joe. We have been very dissatisfied with him as in his job. You should have been polishing up someone else. Like they've been trying to polish up Gavin Newsom and Gretchen Whitmer uh, out of uh, Michigan, and who is a woman. Great. who is a Democrat and she, you know, a lot of people do like her. Polish Nobody wants this same run. Nobody. This There has been a 22% drop in the minority vote in the Democratic Party. Because, yeah. And the, some of that is going toward Trump. That is scary. That's so scary. And then the fact of the matter is again, how many times have we talked about messaging in the Democratic Party? They just don't get it.
0: They well, they're not sending any messaging out right now. That's the thing is that I I'm not hearing I'm hearing more as a person who sub- submerges themselves in a barrel of whiskey and comes out for free ice cream days. I'm seeing and hearing more from Trump in the gestalt than I am from Joe Biden. Like yes, I haven't seen any changes for the better. I haven't I haven't really seen anything in these past 3 years. And I understand why people are frustrated, but Trump is not the answer. He's a felon. He is a criminal. He has he has perpetuated. He tried to start a coup. If he gets reelected, America's done, man. We're just watching yes. the Roman Empire fall. This is like when this is like Christians fighting lions in the for funsies in the Colosseum. It's insane that that it's. It's crazy pills. It's making me nuts so frico Like, how is it possible that he can even be allowed to run? He's a felon. He perpetuated crimes against our country. He caused a riot people died because of his words and we're not holding him accountable in any way and when we do that when people do bad things in front of everybody and we don't hold them accountable that means those things are okay and what does that mean that means that people don't matter anymore unless they either have the loudest voice that people are listening to or they're the biggest bully that people are listening to or they have the most money or all of the above or they could be lying about their money because we never saw his motherfucking taxes Like, there are so many problems.
1: And this is where I blame the American people for being stupid and, like, they they have amnesia. Like, first of all, the reason why the economy was decent before COVID was because that was Obama that fixed that. Again, this is why civics classes are such a necessity in schools. Anytime you have an outgoing president you are, and you're an incoming president, you are going to get the same economy as that outgoing. And Trump got lucky with the fact that, again, that was Obama's economy that Trump was taking over. And then what made Trump lose wasn't a lot of the racist rhetoric, unfortunately. Yes, it was a lot of stuff that was going on in 2020, but it was also COVID. And so now you're having people And I've heard this even within our Black community, where they talk about the stimulus check. That's one of the reasons why they might vote for Trump again. And I'm like, oh, honey, you poor, poor, bless your heart. First of all, that is our money. Trump didn't give that to us, you fool. And first of all, that's ours. He didn't. He actually. It was actually the House. Like people tend to forget that the House and the Senate the Democratic run right. during, we won in 2018. So we took over the House and the Senate. And so while he was president, again, people need a civic class to realize, no, baby, actually it wasn't, Trump was actually not for the stimulus check. And first of all, that stimulus check ain't free money. So it, it's just, I'm, I'm so tired of the American people just not reading and knowing, because I, I also bear to blame as well. There are a lot to blame and thinking that, well, we might as well go back to church because things are much better. I don't recall them being that much better. I just remember always being stressed and anxiety of like, what is this asshole going to say today?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember those days too. He was the worst. Um, but here's the other thing that we haven't acknowledged or whatever. During the pandemic... Everyone got money. Did we just forget that, oh, the whole world was shut down for a year and a half and everyone was taken care of and they were fine? So what does that tell us? That money is a farce. That our economy is a farce. That none of it has any meaning. That jobs, I mean, all of it is all made up. Money is just little pieces of paper that float through our hands that we go, oh, this has meaning. This has value. We can decide whatever we want has value. Like it used to be little cowrie shells, and then it was gold, and it still is gold. And now it's these little pieces of paper that aren't backed by anything because there is nothing in Fort Knox, and there really is nothing to back our money. And we just decide, oh, here's the money, print the money. And then during the COVID, everyone had fucking money. So isn't that funny? Why don't we just do that again? When, oh, there wasn't money to replace student loans. We didn't have the money to forgive student loans. We didn't have the money to give everyone free ID- We have the ability to do all of it, and I know we do. But
1: we have billions of dollars to give to Israel.
0: Right, exactly, (laughs) for bombs. And that's the other thing that makes me crazy, and we've talked about this in the past, and I'll bring it up again. We pay money for bombs to destroy things rather than getting together and saying, how can we fix the infrastructure? How can we make things better? How can we solve things? How can we build things? You you, You know how you solve fights? You give people what they want. You, you know what? You, that's you compromise. You give people housing. You stop throwing rocks at them. You stop throwing bombs at their houses. You stop killing them. You you take care of them as people and you facilitate their needs. And if we're still in this place where we're like, so why are the why are the fucking Israelis and Palestinians fighting? No one's really saying it. It's over water. It's because the Sea of Galilee in that center part of Israel, which was a made-up country in 1942 or whatever, it's all about water. It's all about actual resources of the earth. And we, in, instead of being a climate change denier, Trump, assholes, we could look, I mean, the, the, the fucking scientists said in 2011, if we don't make a huge change in our climate it's by 2015 it's going to be irreversible and no one's acknowledged this it just floats out in the ether and and yet we're bombing and destroying and we should be gathering together to fix what we have left rather than unless unless people have no meaning and we should just kill half the people and do like a lottery and say well some of half of you are gonna die because we don't have enough resources, and so what we're gonna have to do instead of the guise of war, instead of the false idea of well we have to kill these people. Why do we hate them? Because they have something we want. What? Ugh! Anyways, it's and yet and we call and it human yet, nature. But it's we not. are
1: willing to sh- give billions of dollars of our money, of yes. our money, of, yes, to, to bomb, to use as war, like we're. How many billions have we given to the Ukraine since the war? How many billions have we given to, you know, uh, to Israel? And we give, I think we give uh, Israel like $3 a year or something like that. Um, I could
0: be off. And remember the Iran-Contra um, hearings? Remember when we were taking money? We were taking drug money from one place and guns from another place and flipping them these, and switching <laughs> them around. And for what? what? Ugh. We could be You know what for? I know. You know,
1: it ain't for it's,
0: us. It's all but it's all for this made up concept of money. We could I don't know. I'm just such a socialist. I just want everyone to be taken care of. We don't have and to that's fight. The, that's the thing. And that's the thing. This country can't afford
1: to take care of us. Okay, here's a prime example. So in Chicago, there is a big controversy now with the new mayor letting, uh, putting up uh, different migrant camps, like shelling out billions of dollars now. A lot of people in Chicago are pissed off because, wait a minute, where's all this money coming for, from with the migrants but nothing for us? Which, again, now you have the 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 residents versus the migrants due to the fact that the government didn't help their own people. And now it's a us versus them thing, which they are creating. And unfortunately it's going to be, it's taking on to the migrants who are trying to escape whatever kind of violence that they were escaping. And it, it's not doing them any favors when you can take care of both people but as, so at the same time, you're choosing to take care of, I don't want to say outsiders, but you're choosing to take care of these people because, number one, they want they want to use those migrants as low-wage uh... workers. That's the other thing. So that's why they're like, let's hurry up and get them like a, a, a camp or what have you, which is also, they're going to end up using some of those migrant uh, people as indigenous servants as cheap labor and you know the thing is this country has money to take care of everyone if it's the migrants the citizens poor people all people I mean we artists yeah they just pick and choose who they want to take care of so they can
0: exploit yeah exploitation Anyways, we could take care of everyone we're choosing not to. It's awful. What are we going to do? Who knows? I, I, yeah. I honestly think Trump's going to be reelected. It's the scariest thing I can think of.
1: and um, I'm not going to not sit here and say there's no chance because there there's a chance.
0: Yeah, right. I would be in denial. I'd be a fool. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to be a realist about all of this. As I think about like how am I gonna do my taxes this year, dear God. <laughs> oh God, I, I know.
1: Mean.
2: <laughs>
1: I know
0: the money that's gonna go to the war machine that's funding the murdering of people in other countries. I mean, God. at least murdering people. I'm always afraid
1: either, that I'm gonna kid. end up owing. Knowing damn well, I'm like, why should I owe you anything? I'm poor. I make under a hundred thousand a year. Under. I ain't got shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yet yeah, you want me to buy, buy, buy and, and invest. But when you take my money, how am I supposed to buy, buy, buy? How am I supposed to invest? In- how am I supposed to pay my student loans back since we're back to paying those? since I'm not being forgiven either. There's that.
0: I know I'm I'm the worst consumer ever. I'm the worst American. I don't buy anything. I don't, like all my money goes to rent and food and alcohol when I'm allowed to drink it. And now weed, which is nice. I can, you know, it's the new, it's the new economy that's also suffering in San Francisco because the rent is so crazy and the taxes on it are so crazy. And, um, anyway, what, uh, what else, what else, what else are we worried about? Um, there was, uh, let's
1: see. Oh, there was uh, almost a fight on the Senate floor. That was funny. And, uh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, oh, I won't be there next week because we have that thing called Thanksgiving. killing.
0: Oh, right, so, right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to go to Walnut Creek uh to the to my buddy's house and uh, be all bougie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So yeah. That should be fun. Where are you are you going somewhere? Are you going to see your family or what are you doing?
1: I'm going to Kansas City. Uh, oh good to see your mom. Killing.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to visit some family, but I will definitely be here for Christmas.
0: Cool, so
1: cool. I'm actually I would like to like rent a cabin or something for christmas and not be in the city so um but yeah basically it's another holiday season upon us with capitalism and bye 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 bye
0: yeah i'm not i'm definitely not if i do anything i'll just i usually just make things like food and stuff and and you know, weird art, artistic gifts. Or this year, I'm just giving away stuff from the station. I'm like, who wants art? I got, I can I've got so much art, I can't take all this art with me. It's it's unfortunate because I, I do love my art, but I just can't. You know, I just can't bring everything. It's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. Oh, and I looked up today, trying to get a. Uh, I can. You're only allowed to stay in a for in the EU. 90 of every 180 days so uh, if I go for 90 days if I don't get an extended visa before I go then I can be I might be in a little bit of trouble (laughs) but we'll see I'm working it all out I'm doing a lot of research so good uh, yeah and I'll I'll, uh, I'm sure it'll all work out in the end you'll see but also I am I am desperately scared. I mean, I'm like, once if Trump is reelected, can I I in another country say I'm seeking asylum? Because his, (laughs) seriously, his political and social directives are so diametrically opposed to what I truly believe in as like a, a moralistic code and integrity that I choose to live by I honestly don't feel like I can in good conscience be in this country when he is the president. I I do not think, because it really, it's so against, he is, everything that he is and stands for is, he's like a demon to me. He's like a, he's like a poop demon. He's like a Golgothan. he's, Everything from from his inability to be in shape or eat healthily to his extreme Adderall habit that he doesn't cop to, to his insane ramblings on social media, having no responsibility and being not being held accountable for anything he says when it comes to inciting a riot or inciting people in scary ways, playing to the fascist and white supremacist People that still live in this country that are for police brutality, like everything, everything that he represents, and and even as a metaphor, what he is disgusts me. His eating of McDonald's, his cheating at golf—I mean, it's his uh, the way he treats people in business, the way he bankrupts, and just forgives himself debt because he's, you know, it's, uh, everything about him is wrong. So I I just, I feel like I, as a, as an American, I should have the entitled right to not be here when he's here and be like, you know what? Can't, can't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, you know, thank you for your work at, Um, into the streets in livable City, because I know it's the stuff that people like you are doing that are making Civic Center awesome, that make San Francisco worth living in with cool things to do on the weekend that are free, that are community-based, that are about... Because that's the thing is I realized that this weekend when I was walking through Civic Center and being like, this is so cool. That is one of the cool things about San Francisco is that there is an infrastructure here that's built... To make people happy, to, to give them art, to to expose them to, you know, beauty and wonderment and and, and radical self expression and fun in the streets and a and a, a place that's worthwhile to live. And I feel like organizations like yours, um, like into the streets, like Livable City, like Parks and Rec, um are all awesome. You know, the farmers markets that exist. The, I, I the EBT at the farmers markets. God bless them. The matching program. That's there. There are many things in San Francisco that still exist that make this the coolest place in the United States to live. But unfortunately, it's still not enough for me. I'm like, <laughs> so. Um. Hopefully when I get the dates of the movie here I can use that I was looking at extended visas today and for artists if you're working on projects you can get an extended visa often so I'm hoping that with the dates of the movie I can get an extended visa and then because otherwise I need to I'm trying to work on my CV and get it all ship shape to get a um you know a teaching job over there I found I found two more teaching jobs I found a High school teaching position, teaching English lit and um, and English, which would be great. I just, I don't speak Greek, but they're looking for English speaking people. Uh, And then there's also a primary school, um, like kindergarten, first grade, which would be great because that would actually teach me Greek because I know English so well (laughs) that I could teach English and I would, I could learn, we'd both be learning together, which would be fun. Um, But those are two jobs I found today. So I'm going to keep like looking at, I found a, I found a fully furnished apartment for 390 euros a month. So that's, that's like, nice. I, it's like a fourth, a third of my rent here and it's furnished. So I was all freaking out about stuff, but you know, if you have to look through some of my furniture, cause I'm, I, it doesn't make sense to send sticks, to send wood, even though it's pretty wood. And I love my pretty wood. If there's any... I have some really cool Ethan Allen furniture accent pieces that you might want. Like I have a cool, I have some like, I have some really nice things that you might want. Um, so come over and check them out. Sweet baby Jesus.
1: Well, yep. like I said, I, I, I actually messaged you to check in on you to see how you were doing. So, um, uh,
0: but we don't get each other's text messages for whatever reason. It's so weird. I, text I don't you get it. I text messaged you last week. I said, "For you, I got the number from you, which was great. It came through. And then I said, what's up for today, friend? And that was last week. And then today I said, are you in today? If so, what time? And that was at 924. And then I got your, your Facebook Messenger. So I don't know why our phones don't like each other.
1: It's been this way for years, and I don't understand. Like, even with – I'm looking at your phone number. Nothing is blocked. Nothing is – everything is the same. And – for some reason all these years it won't it accept won't my won't phone calls you or my texts back either way so i don't get it so that's why i've just been trying to do messenger with you because i don't i don't understand
0: i don't understand it do makes no sense to me well i all love right. you i'm so glad we got well, to have I, this I, i'm glad we got to have this meeting of the minds today because it honestly does make me feel better to know more of what's going on in the world and that we're on the same page that it's very scary and that we need to stop funding Israel. Uh, and we need to start thinking more of humanitarian efforts all around the world rather than destroying and bombing people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Amen. Amen. Well, have a beautiful week and have so much fun in Kansas shitty next week. And um, I will. Yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. bye yay we did it oh. <laughs> we did it friends we did it um, I'm sorry that sounded weird at the end with this the phone because it's it's mutiny radio you guys know what's up um, thanks for joining us today uh, we tonight at six o'clock OMG check that out and um, tomorrow night seven o'clock Mars bar Thursday. 8 o'clock, 8.30, Bar and Dolores. Friday here at 6. You can listen to it live Saturday, 2 o'clock, Atlas Cafe, and Sunday. The Danker Side of Comedy with Dakota Price at Barbary Coast. What a great show that is. And, um, hey, check out Mutiny Radio. Listen to stuff. Give us money at Mutiny Radio on the Venmo. And come out and see a show. All right. Uh, We'll be back another time, another date, another day. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> Su-
2: suicide, suicide, sauce.
3: summer in the city in the summer in the city cool town meeting in the city just so fine and looking so pretty cool cat, looking for a kitty gonna look in every corner of the city till i'm wheezing like a bus stop running up the stairs gonna meet you on the rooftop but at night it's a different world go out and find a girl come on come on and dance all night just like the heat it'll be all right and baby Don't you know it's a pity the days Can't be like the nights in the summer In the city, in the summer, in the city Looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk, Harder than a match here Talking about it's a different world, go out and find a girl Come on, come on, if that's all I can eat, it'll be right And babe, don't you know it's a bit of a day Can't be like the life in the summer, in the city, in the summer, in the city
4: Exactly like you own the place. You know if silence was golden, you couldn't raise a dime. Because your mind's on vacation and your mouth is working overtime. You quoting figures and dropping names. You telling stories and playing games. You over laughing when things ain't funny. Trying to sound like you don't need money. If talk was criminal, you'd life a crime. Because your mind's on vacation and your mouth is working
2: overtime. <laughs>
4: Talk is cheap Don't be making promises that you can't keep you Don't like this little song I'm singing Just grinning Bear. All I can say is if the shoe fits where then if you must keep talking Please try to make it right Because your mind is on vacation And your mouth is working overtime Your mind is on vacation and your mouth is working overtime Try something tonight that we've never done before, we'd like to bring out the best horn men in New York to help us do it. Would you welcome Howard Johnson, Snooky Young, Joe Farrell, Earl
5: McIntyre, and JD Perrin? Would you give them a big hand here? Yeah, yeah, that's uh LaFona L A P H O N A and this is Bughouse Square. It's uh you know, little thing I do on uh, every Tuesday night here on the corner of twenty first and Florida in the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. Mutiny radio That's right. And uh uh man, it's back. The the shit air is back. It's uh you know, we we did we had a pretty good summer and then the I don't know where it's burning. I hear up north, uh, Oregon way, but it. What's this? The 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 worst of it is, is it goes out over the ocean and gets chilled, yes, and then it gets blown like in at like high speeds into the uh, into San Francisco, and it's like cold. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like cold nastiness. Um, uh, hold on a second. I got to do this. um hold on a minute all right hold on a minute let's see all right so we're gonna do this um bringing this up uh john can you hear me yeah hey (laughs) hey hey so before um if you can just hang tight um so this is my friend uh John I'm not going to give his last name he can if he wants to I'm not sure if you're still on the lamb or not so I don't want to like get, <laughs> spill the beans here but um uh I'll uh, um I I want to just uh talk through the records that uh um that we played and then um we're going to talk about you um so let me grab these records hold on uh, We had uh the band in there thanks Scotty gave me a copy of Rock of Ages uh, the band in concert, uh, quite uh, quite a nice copy. It's like a triple fold. I don't know. I, maybe even there's four of them. It just keeps going. I don't have enough room here to even like extend it all. Um, uh, before that, uh, Jerry Garcia from, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what this record's called. Um, um, Jerry Garcia, copyright. Uh, it's got kind of a hand and a playing card and some knobs on the cover. A gear. Uh, maybe it's the wheel. But we That's what we played, the wheel. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, before that, uh, Buffalo Springfield from the uh, retrospective record. Yes, we did uh, Expecting to Fly. Uh, before that, Aaron Copeland uh, really psyched about this record. Uh, complete music for solo piano. Uh, we did, uh, what did we do? Kitty, Kitten, uh, the cat and the mouse we did. Uh, before that, Mose Allison, Your Mind is on Vacation. We did the title cut from that. Before that, Love and Spoonful, uh, the best of Love and Spoonful. This is a great record. It's just chock full of bestness. And we did Summer in the City, um, War, All Day Music. Uh, we did uh, Slipping into Darkness, kind of, you know, wrapping this whole uh, f- uh, smoke thing in there, Fire and Water, Free, course fire creates smoke uh yeah i'm on top of things not just phoning it in here man i just really <laughs> i plan this stuff out uh steve hunter so i played something that swept away is this record we did uh sail on sailor a beach boy song instrumental steve hunter was a guy who did if you like look like lou reed rock and roll animal uh the side one cut one is the intro into sweet jane he's the dude that was that wrote that intro so I did that's why I bought this record. I'm still the the jury's still out on that one, but that was I mean he could play, that's for sure. Uh Steely Dan, the Royal Scam. Uh we did Kid No, we didn't. We did um Don't Take Me Al- No, I think we did Kid Charlemagne. I don't know. It was such a long time ago. Um Uh and then we opened up with the Yes album. We did uh Yours is No Disgrace. Yeah, we did. I wanted to hear that song. Um I felt kind of I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm so excited because uh, my friend and like wicked musician records down. I'm gonna pick up this mic. That's all, so I can get right on it and uh, tell you what I really think. Um, yeah, my friend uh, John is uh, in a a band, Lafona. So I played um, "Excited to Meet You." That was that. Uh, that's one of those songs that we played. And the set. Um, tell me about that song. What, what does it mean? You don't have to, but uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> they, they, you hold these things. Yeah, I'll take things. the fifth on everything. Yeah.
6: You have. <laughs> um, yeah. Excited to meet you. So, I mean, without going too far back, at some point in recording stuff, I realized I was trying to tell a story, and from that point, I started really thinking about everything I was doing in terms of trying to tell the story, so um, usually it just comes from that first riff that you make, carries like a lot of DNA that then carries through the whole song, so excited to meet you is basically kind of how I am socially, very awkward, a lot of (laughs) stop-starts. A lot of exaggeration. I don't know, man. He
5: always struck me as kind of a charming dude, but you know, that's all right. It's probably, we're all waging a war in our heads, right, man. It's just like, right. Right. You know. um,
6: right. Yeah, exactly. So my own self portrait, that's how I see myself. Um, you
5: know? So but you then- got this, you got this thing, Lafona. I'm, I'm just cutting you off. Cause I'm just, I, I'm like a shit interviewer. I just like, <laughs> please do. I'm very, if I don't get it out now, I'll forget it. Um, so you're telling about uh, you're talking about telling a story, but this these are all uh, instrumental songs, which is just like mind blowing to me that that's even like uh, that people think about that you know because it's like I don't know I mean I'm not I'm I I'm not really a uh, a songwriter per se, and uh, so what are you gonna walk up and talk to me right now while I'm doing like a radio show or <laughs> right that's cool. We got, that's the beauty of the 21st in in Florida, man. People just roll in and it's great. But, um, so, but that, the fact that you're, you're going to do a whole record of, of instrumentals and you want to tell a story. So what, um, how does that work, man? I mean, what,
6: what do you, what,
5: what, what ties all that together?
6: Yeah. A million years ago when I was last time you and I were on the air together, um, I, I brought a an album from um, Holst called The Planets, and I played Mars. <laughs> that,
5: I, I, if we knew the exact date, you could go back. It's in the archives, because I know I've, yeah, once in, in a archives. while, it's in I the archives, know, so it's it, that's an awesome show. So, in a
6: previous life.
5: Um, it wasn't and, that long ago. It was like that, maybe four or five years, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, four or five years. And okay. then as part of that, like that album came with, you know, it's all classical music, but it, they're tone poems, right? So every... Every work on that album had a poem associated with it. And I okay. read one for Mars, you know, because we played Mars. But it was literally from that album and probably roughly around that same time that it occurred to me that, like, you don't have to have lyrics in order to have a story for music. And not just because it's instrumental and your mind will take you places, but you could actually write, you know, maybe you could write the lyrics, but just not actually sing them i don't is know the, john
5: you're getting a little out there for me i'm not yeah sure.
6: yeah well okay let me the clincher let me bring in the clincher okay closer <laughs> is that um is that when you read things and you hear them in your own voice in your head it's quite different from when if somebody else reads it or somebody else sings it to you absolutely so a different relationship to the uh to the story
5: so um all right, so uh, I am going to uh, we're going to play some more of, of of this record. But um so you're you're uh I'm I'm going through Bandcamp so it here and, and it gives a uh you know you get a little uh on the far right you got kind of a bio uh thing. And um yeah, you're going on you're just you're you're out there man still like uh just uh, uh you're grown, you're planting seeds and you're harvesting and Uh, I'm digging all that inner narratives, dreams, filtering, fruit. Yeah, all these things are mentioned in your bio. It's fantastic. Uh, But I want to get into the recording process because that's when I when I listened to this last night, I was like, holy shit, this sounds so good, and it's almost um uh I felt bad for myself because it's uh, because it sounded so good and and you know you know how it is when you hear something that's like oh shit. God that's so good and he in this kind of a a peer and a friend and not that I wish you any ill will but I was just like man that that is so um that is so cool and so good so I want to know like I want to know of the recording process can we talk about that or is this like hush hush kind of thing
6: <laughs> I'll open this the sealed envelope for
5: you, Sean. <laughs> No one no one's going to hear this anyway so what uh <laughs> yeah. what um What's, like, the um, – all right, first of all, I want to know is, is this all you or did you have other people working with you?
6: I mean, it's all me, but I have to say I have to give props to um, GarageBand for supplying drum tracks. <laughs> oh, really? I was just like, that's
5: – so, uh, all right, okay. So, uh, it was it's uh, machine drums, very good, because I could have said that that was – you know, that could have been a drummer. I mean, I didn't really – I haven't been listening super critically to that, but um, that's pretty wild. Um, Good
6: stuff.
5: Yeah, and those drums... So are you taking, um, like, the drum loops and connecting them together, or is it one, like, all right, this is a song, you know, and just plug your music in here, which is what, like, Bandcamp can do for you, right?
6: Yeah, you can... I mean, there's definitely, like, a lot of limitations, but but you can... um, there's also a lot of freedoms, so it's not as good, of course, not as good as having a real live human being as right. a drummer, um, which I'd love to have, but, um, but yeah, you, you know, there's, there's some limitations, but once you learn what those are, then there's a lot of options within those. There, but
5: I almost find the opposite when I work with like GarageBand, it's like you go in there and it's and it, you know, I've, I've worked through a couple of different versions and it almost gets like, like dumber as with the newest version where you have to work harder to get in to manipulate things where it'd be like, you know, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, click here and we'll create a whole like, you know, drum loop with, you know, background noise for you. And then you can add on it where it was like, yeah. I kind of was looking for maybe a, uh, just like a, like a tape deck, right. That I can just hit play and, and record something from a microphone, which you can do, but, um, I I'm amazed at the, um, uh, the it sounds uh, it sounds fantastic man so you did this whole thing on in GarageBand?
6: yeah you know you have to you have to approach it a little differently because of course you have a real dr- human being drummer then you can create together right but right. when you're when you're like with this machine you can say oh it can only do this this and it presents what it can do to you and then you kind of modify according to that. So it's a, it's a different kind of relationship. Um, but, uh, what are we talking about?
5: Drums, uh, you, the recording process. So, um, so are you laying uh, like a click track down and doing, and, and you're playing all the, all the guitars then, right? You're playing every all the instruments we hear.
6: Yeah. All the instruments, um, and a little percussion, like, you know, I had to add some vibra slap and some, um, you know, tambo and,
5: there's a lot going on in there. There's a lot, and there's also kind of, like, burbling and kind of things, like, under the, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like, and that that kind of stuff is, uh, I mean, it was very uh, complex sounds, you know. It's like, listen, I'm like, God, this is fucking great. Yeah, there's
6: a lot of cool stuff. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Tom Waits, and he, okay. he does all kinds of, like crazy bizarre sounds that's funny you
5: say tom waits and i'm just like god that is like 180 from what i'm uh, from la fona (laughs) you know a tom Waits song but uh no go ahead tom Waits. yeah um i mean uh you know i i don't think of him as a like experimental uh recording guy you know you don't oh no no, he
6: really is uh not so much from the recording aspect but more from like the instrumentation aspect so he'll like have all kinds of like bizarre percussion instruments that he'll play himself or other people will play okay Um, but but yeah i think it's the case with anything even with with a with a real band you know like a bunch of different people there's going to be limitations but once you've discovered what those are there's a universe you know of possibilities within that
5: that's uh fantastic so did you do any did you consult anybody or anything with this or um, you said like mixing, do you had like uh, someone doing a oh, a mix that, okay, or a mastering theater.
6: or I consider him the second band member. Yeah, Greg Williams, um who uh, Greed Tone Greed Tone is his like company. He makes guitar pedals and like really cool stuff. Oh, wow. But he's a sound guy and he's done um, tons of sound work, including engineering and, and mastering and mixing. And so for, for me he did mixing and mastering, but just through his his hand, he elevated the work so much. Uh, to me, it was like a whole different animal. After so, I got back not not because it sounded different, just because the dynamics were so present compared to what I had given him.
5: And did he give you any like um, was it like Hey, maybe you should do this or that uh, with uh, no, this and that, man, or it was just he just that. took them and 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 twiddled them.
6: I've I've really been trying to to milk that (laughs) cow. I mean, he's very, um, he doesn't say a lot, right? So I've been begging him to give me a little advice (laughs) because I want to use him again. So no, he hasn't given me a lot of information, unfortunately.
5: No, but that's, um, uh, you know, uh, kudos to you because that's, uh, um, you know, it's just a a great sounding chunk of music. Um, Okay, so you're when's the last time you've released anything?
6: This is really the first time. Um, you know, I was with a band, uh, back in the mid nineties and, and we recorded an album and we did, the, we toured a lot and, you know, we had a, like a brief, but very eventful, uh, life together. Um, and that ended and I was pretty much kind of sick of the industry at the time. So I don't know. I kind of put it on the shelf for a long time, um, and tried to find, my passion again for it. And it took, it took quite a while, but,
5: um, well, I, I just want to say that we, uh, both of us have, uh, uh kids have a similar age and we have, uh, mutual friends, which we met each other through. And we used to do these kind of classic, uh, country barn jam sessions. And it was, it was always a pleasure To play with you because you were you were just the humblest dude. You and um, uh, uh, Henry were just like so accommodating with any like harebrained idea that somebody would have, and you had the chops. I mean, you were just uh, a really solid guitar player, and Henry could play like everything. And it was uh, it was such a pleasure. But I and then I got to say like today when we talked on the phone, I was like when I heard it, I was like. I want to didn't want to say i was like surprised like oh, i didn't think he had it in you but uh i really it was just like um i didn't think he had it in you man i was just like that's <laughs> like it was really i was like wow this is good this could be like on any like soundtrack of a- any movie or our tv show or whatever i mean it's like it was it just man it, from the from the um the sound quality and the recording to the the material and, and, and everything that's going on and, and the flow. And, um, I mean, I was never, I listened to, I think there's uh, seven cuts on here and I was like, when it was over, I'm like, Oh shit, you know, I want more. It was like, sometimes you get, you know, you're like three or four in, it's like, eh, all right. Um, I got, you know, get back to those dishes. Uh, but, um, it was like with your, I was like, uh, you know, I was wrapped, man. I was wrapped.
6: That, uh, that's a first. Everything you said is a first in my life. Thank you very much. And um, I have to say, dude, that it's for, for the world, I know millions of people are, are listening right now. Um, you've always been, and I think it's time to give Sean some props, you've always been one of my sort of musician heroes. Um, and, and maybe the humility you got from me was because I was really wanting to take notes from you. Because you've always shown up super creative, uh, musically, you know, and it's mostly how we've been around each other. Right. Um, Super creative, and and not only that, but, like, super important things like humor. You integrate sense of humor into your work, and, like, um, you have a lot of confidence, and also you're a badass guitar player, and you don't make a big deal out of it. So, Uh, like, all these things come together – into this sort of like mythic like um i want to be like
5: that guy kind of thing um so yeah mythic. all right all right well okay enough of that but uh thank you i'm i'm like i'm i'm blushing you know but thanks thanks um so let's get it what's your um uh what's your favorite cut on this uh collection here i know they're all your kids but what if you know uh
6: yeah, it's either the excited to meet you or uh, desert song.
5: Okay, yeah, the opener, right? That's that. That's good too. Um, I like them all. There's one like opening band was just like, oh, that's. Uh, but I kind of then I was like opening band, and it, it kind of. It, it, I was like on the verge of like, ooh, I don't know about this, and then it, it kind of it kept me on the edge. I like that. I like that. Um,
6: yeah, yeah, that one. So
5: it's short, one, so it's like okay, all right, I not have to like.
6: Yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, dream of first contact uh, to me is a, is a, uh, is important because I, that was the first one I ever wrote. Um, it's the one that's the most that has the biggest correlation to real life events. Like I really had this dream, and it was so real that even now, twenty years later i'm not exactly sure it was a dream you know what i mean it's like yeah. those yeah kind of its awesome <laughs> mutate into like maybe that it really doesn't happens. matter right it's like yeah, no, like, yeah i, I could
5: have been i don't know but anyway it's in my brain as you know filed in as something that happened to me you know um yeah that's uh that's great um hey, what is your you gotta so you're a california guy right and um, were you like into surf music, or yes, no, uh, maybe?
6: So, like, um, you know, it's funny. I explored the whole surf music kind of thing with with uh, with another surf aficionado kind of person, and I realized that I do love surf music, but what I actually love is the elements of surf music, which show up in like old timey westerns. They show up in like Morricone like scored.
5: Yeah, the kind of like bar, you know, the reverb, uh, tremolo kind of thing, uh, wammy barish,
6: like scary, big, dark guitars, like uh, lots of reverb. I mean, it shows up in surf music, but like when I think of surf music, I don't think of like Beach Boys or you know, fun by the bonfire. I think of like uh, something introspective and kind of minor scale and dark, and so, so that's where I'm coming from with the surf angle, and I think that's. Surf music, I mean, old westerns definitely embody that dark, kind of lonesome, desolate. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Thing.
5: I felt but it, man. It, I felt it. Like, uh, you know, Desert Song, that was, uh, you know, I mean, like the first first 10 seconds of that song, I was transported. Awesome.
6: Yeah. Yeah, but surf music, to me, takes it one, one step beyond and like brings in this kind of like color palette that. Has some bright colors in it you know like a lot of that dark western stuff is all very muted you know visually in my head okay but surf music brings in this lovely like kind of lighter edge yeah Um, yeah and i tend to think about music in those ways as as how it smells or how it looks or how how it feels you know versus how it sounds i mean sounds is important but
5: no but it moves along i mean all these these songs all they're not just like okay i'm just going to play you know Like me, if I write a song, you know, I'm just like, it's like, all right, it's three chords, here we go. And I got some words. And, uh, (laughs) but your stuff, it's just like moves along and it, and it, you know, it goes from one place to the next and comes back around and visits, but then goes in and adds into a third element. And it's very, uh, I'm just, I'm super impressed. I love it. I love it.
6: It's it's difficult to find um, emotional content without words. It is I mean I I used
5: to live by a guy in Chicago and he was in a band called Spies Who Surf and they were an instrumental kind of surf kind of spy band and they were all like like super excellent musicians and they were and it was like to to see a 45 minute set or whatever of instrumental music it's um you know, it's not everybody that can make that happen, right? I mean, you just, especially, and that was back then. I mean, now people's attention spans are are minuscule, but to to be like uh, drawn in and um, and it's nice. I didn't feel like you were taking advantage of me or anything. You know, I felt like really like you were like a kind of a sensitive hand, just guiding me through uh, this you know journey. It's really nice. I like it.
6: Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, personally, I think that stories are everything to us, narratives, whatever. I mean, the, the religions that we have, the laws that we follow, everything. Is just, it's just a story. Everything is a story. Your life, every, all your memories are a story, and they're they're flawed for that, and they're also embellished for that. So I, I'm trying to find, like, how to bring that out without using words, right? So. All
5: right, well, with that said, we're going to listen to Desert Song. This is a Side One, Cut One. And I asked you if you're gonna do uh uh print up some seven inchers and um and uh you said you didn't feel like having a closet full of uh seven <laughs> inchers <laughs> and I was then like ah, then phone I'd phone take on. at least one off your hands
6: yeah that's worth it for me uh, I'll make don't it. they have a
5: thing now you can just do, like off to like uh buy the buy the bundle you know uh you know give me ten you know for oh, forty dollars a hundred
6: and my family will get Seven inch singles for Christmas. Yeah,
5: absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So if you're, um, uh, I'm going pl- to play Desert Song and then I'll come back in, but I'm going to turn you loose. But uh, look for La Fona, right? right? Um, what's, uh, what's let it, if you don't, I mean, maybe you're, you're like what, living low, so I don't want to like, you know, put that out there. But is there, um, you know, you got any kind of uh, social media thing that you uh, represent or anything like that? Yeah,
6: there's not much LaFona out there that isn't <laughs> this. So you'll find it on Facebook. Um, you know, just Google it, uh, LaFona.com. You'll find your way there.
5: <laughs> All right, LaFono, tell me about the name. What is? Where does this come from? Is this some Latin thing, or uh, what is this?
6: Uh, it's only Latin in the respect that I grew up in L.A., Southern California, and, and been around. You know. I've worked in kitchens my whole life, so I've always been around Mexican or South American.
5: Or so you're a SoCal dude? Yeah. All right, so where, where did you grow up? What uh, town? Because I got a, a SoCal buddy right right in here, and he always regales me of stories about uh, movie stars and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah,
6: most people who grow up in SoCal live all over the place when they're in SoCal, and I think of SoCal is pretty much Southern California, right? Okay. So, um, I uh, you know, went to high school in Valencia uh, which is near Magic Mountain, but, you know, I lived in Sherman Oaks and in North Hollywood.
5: And- ah, he's pointing to his chest. He grew up in Sherman Oaks, so uh, right on.
6: Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, what did you say? Ben's, Ventura and sopofa the Galleria, I guess, the intersection. Of- I used to
6: work at the Galleria at he- the
5: music store, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, this is Scott. He's got a great show. He's got two great shows, uh, Saturday, Flat Black Plastic, and Sunday, Found round Sound. He's like a record aficionado. So uh, check those out if you ever, like, listen, you know, need some background music. Um, Those are two good shows uh, that you should do. So we're going to do Desert Song. John, it's, like, super awesome to talk to you. And um, uh, you make me smile, man. You're a a stand-up sort of dude. And uh, say hey to the family and uh, we're going to get together for that beer next time you come in or I go out into the heat. Um, But if you want to come into the cool, hip place where, like, all the, like, cool people stay, you know, come to San Francisco, and uh, we'll take care of you. All right? Awesome. All right, right, man. Here we go. All right. Later.